0: and postables we are back for part two of our recap of from paris with love and of course i am joined by my lovely co-hosts cammy jess and chandelle and we are just going to jump right back into it last we left off holly has entered the building dun 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 <sighs> holly. we're like bum 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Shane and Holly have exchanged some interesting words about how that man can kiss and how angry Oliver eats clams and red wine and Holly does not care about this blonde lady, doesn't care about her name, but whatever. <laughs> um, So what makes this whole thing so much more awkward is the doors open up and we hear Oliver Enter, and there's a triple high and dear cotton headlights look by Oliver. There's uh, there's Holly's confident, confident, flirty
1: high, and then there's shane oh my gosh, like, dying, He's getting like out here. Save me. and then there's his high, like, oh, I, like, oh, like, oh, he literally has no idea what to do next. Like, yeah, like, everybody's emotions are captured in their high, which I love
0: yes I love that I was actually gonna say the same thing and then also um Shane refers to Oliver as Mr. O'Toole as not to give away her her feelings and she just gets the heck out of there you know what I'm saying um but in that scene so we see Holly or we yeah we see Holly we see Shane and we see Oliver. And one thing that, Shandel, you had put on your blog is, and I think you have a series or a few posts about the wardrobe theories from yes. all the movies, maybe, or a lot of them.
1: Yeah, I've got wardrobes. There's all the wardrobe plays different functions. So there's every, every single episode, every single movie, well, every single movie, at least has like some element of wardrobe attached to it that is telling some piece of the story.
0: Yeah. So why don't you share your wardrobe theory on this? Because this is where if you um, are listening, this is where the Oliver has the plaid. And it's that gray, tinted purpley yeah. color with the yeah, red it's like, suspenders. It's gray, there's
1: red, there's purple, there's blue, like there's just every manner of color, but mostly colors that coordinate directly to Holly and directly to Shane. So Um, When Oliver wears plaid, it's usually a sign of some kind of distress and the closer it is to his body, the kind of deeper it is within him. And so what we see here in this scene, well not really in this particular scene, but kind of on this day and in different scenes, how um, Oliver has got this shirt on that's just completely like it's plaid. All the lines are running together. He's kind of got um, impacts, you know, both Shane and Holly are impacting him in some way, like some level of distress or frustration or hurt, or um, they're all kind of have an impact on him. And so this is what the shirt is kind of representing here is that he's kind of got both of these women that he's got conflicting feelings about for, and is trying to kind of handle. And his shirt is kind of indicative of the stress that it's placing on him at a very deep level.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that plot is also very, very, very busy.
1: Yes, it's very busy, very vivid, and um, it's very—it's just kind of interesting to see like you know how open and how um available it is so there's you know if you see later in the day when he's at dinner with Shane his jacket's off so you could kind of get that full vulnerability you kind of can see all of that kind of pain and and the surprisingly bright with, colors yeah bright colors because Holly's in a super bright and it's funny because Shane is also sort of shrunk back a little bit in this moment so when Holly kind of comes on the scene she's so dominant that like Shane just kind of shrinks and kind of almost disappears into herself a little bit because her clothes keep getting darker and darker and kind of more towards what can be considered her armor because Oliver also has armor and that's mm-hmm. his suit. It kind of covers up all of like his internal stuff but this kind of external very like um uniform structured suit that has a very you know distinct tone color and everything to it and it's completely opposite of what he's been wearing the pr- two previous days what are just like a white shirt a nice tie a pocket square a jacket like and mm-hmm. all of it's completely like solid one color and this shirt is 100 percent the opposite of that
0: yeah and that was the interesting thing to me when i watched it the first time i was like this shirt is just huh <laughs> it's a mess right?
1: It's and very un-Oliver-like,
0: right. you know, and that makes complete sense, especially with the red suspenders. Mm-hmm. Just, we have not seen those it, since
1: Christmas. have <laughs> yeah. been this a long time.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: it clashes, and just like,
2: there's the clash of Holly and Shane. He's got those clashing colors that he's wearing because the red stands out It's like, oh, that doesn't belong there, and Holly, who's wearing red, does not belong there. So. Does not belong there.
0: Right. <laughs> so let's talk about holly and oliver's um dis- like their talk i guess for lack of better words um there's no communication between these two they're talking but they are t- they're speaking two different languages and uh, it's just I, I had so many questions i i was like how did these two people get married
2: thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and the other thing too that struck me as kind of a duh duh moment was the poet and know it thing and i have no words like you know oliver kind of chuckles and then holly's like "Ha, i don't get it and i'm like how do you not get it
2: <laughs> it's a really I well-known known my thing too.
0: airhead theory
3: from last time <laughs>
0: So then there's also the, discu- the the very quick discussion of sleeping arrangements. I knew it was going there. I was, I, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, is she going to like be like, can I have my old room back?
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, as if you assume the room is going to, there, there's only one room, you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you kind of know what the answer to that is going to be. So, like, if the answer is that, like, we're going to have to share the room, share the bed, the answer is probably no. But also, I feel like... Oliver was kind of hoping that maybe she wouldn't, like, I feel like he, he kind of didn't really want her to be there, and she knew she wasn't going to be there, but, like, maybe out of obligation, he just, like, tried to offer it, because he is still under obligation, Mm -hmm. he's got the ring on, all of that, that's a gentlemanly thing to do, Mm -hmm. like, I think part of me, part of him just did not want to, was hoping that maybe she would say no, but also was hurt when she finally did, because there's still, he's still got to have some kind of feeling of some type, you know? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no I completely agree with you there. I mean, I was I mean, obviously I didn't want them to go back like home together even though they're <laughs> technically still so married. Not. But yeah, you could totally tell in Oliver's voice it was a, a oh, like she's still my wife, so <laughs> technically she still should kind of live with me, but I really don't want her to, but I'm going to offer it anyways kind of in a roundabout way. And oh good she's not. <laughs> she's going to Brown Palace Hotel. Um and another thing that struck me too is how he says, "Oh, you've always wanted to stay there." And it was almost like a, it seemed kind of regretful in a sense that, you know, he, he knew that, but he's never like done anything about that. You know, like, I don't know. It was almost just some of his inner turmoil is starting to kind of come out. And we see that later when he talks to Shane up in the rafters, but there is a lot of turmoil here that Oliver has now, is now having to face. Um, and so Holly invites him out for drinks at 10 p.m., which is, like, way past my bedtime. All no, well, right. Kind of.
2: It's because you and I have children, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect time for us <laughs> night owls.
1: <laughs> Only when binging stuff. Otherwise, yeah. I'm, I'm going to bed. Bye.
0: <laughs> so Holly leaves without even saying hello to Norman and Rita. And Norman kind of does this quick like hmm, glance. She's strength. coming!
2: She's
1: coming! You know? <laughs> scatter Squad, my favorite like little sequel like team sequence right there. Yes! Yeah, I and love They do, it, do that. it twice! They do I it twice! I definitely gifed that at some point because I was like this is the best. Oh, and I Oh please do! I did gif it! It lives on a and D. I'm fairly certain this gif lives. <laughs> like, oh like, I love it! it.
0: We're gonna it be is. downloading like, eh. this.
1: Like little ants, <laughs> like, just scatter. <laughs> I love it. And sliding in their heels, I'm like, how the heck did they do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they had to do it multiple times. You know this. Like you're oh, very yeah. surprised that oh, yeah. someone has not broken an ankle by this point, or sprained <laughs> it, or any of that nature. Yeah. Oh man, I can't even walk in heels, much less slide <laughs> in them. <you> know? <laughs> I would have been on my butt for sure, at least more, <laughs> at least once or twice. <laughs> In the, in the sequence of like filming that, I would have
0: been on my butt at least twice. Oliver comes out very much shaken and he tells Shane that he needs clams and red wine, which he has <laughs> hankering uh, for. Where is it? Sardinian, Sardinian cam, and clams and an unassuming Brunello. Which a Brunello is a very pricey. So, you know, he is a very angry oh. to spend some money on some really expensive bottle of wine especially at a. I did
3: not know that thank
1: you I've been for yeah, that was some great information thank yeah, you
0: yeah it's a rare grape and not a rare grape in italy it's something along those lines i googled it because i was like i wonder if there's any parallels to his taste if like the more expensive it is the more angry he gets the cheaper it is the not so angry he is i don't know so um hmm. yeah they range from like 40 dollars to like 150 dollars a bottle or something like that According to Google, and, you know, we always trust the internet.
1: <laughs> of course!
0: Right. Yeah. We well, have some idea. Like, that's they didn't get those out of nowhere, yeah. so oh, somebody's got it. It's true. So, Joey and Caitlin, their backstory is they were very much in love, as we saw at the very beginning of the movie. Um, however, they... And Joey blames himself for causing them to wait to have children, and by the time they were ready, the doctors told them that they were not able to have any kids so this really um, this really affected their marriage in the fact that they just started drifting apart and um, I think both both characters were experiencing a lot of inner turmoil, which we kind of, we kind of figure Joey is blaming himself for you know delaying the family process and we find out later that Caitlin is blaming herself for failing at having a child um so while they are in this this you know this turmoil within their marriage Caitlin goes out every Monday night and Joey sees a text from Ken on Caitlin's phone and assumes that he is cheating so he just straight up files for divorce um and as he is mailing the papers, he hears a carjacking, and he accidentally lets go of the 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 divorce papers into the the mailbox. Goes runs over to you know save the lady, and he gets hurt, beat up, and Caitlin just nurses him back to health. And that was the turning point in the relationship where they became you know, he sees her in a new light, and he forgives her, and he doesn't even mention to her anything about Ken, anything about what he thought he you know he thought he saw. Um, that's when Oliver agrees to return the divorce papers to Joey so my question for you guys do you think this is because Joey has forgiven Caitlin something that we find out later that Oliver is struggling for Holly or is he simply just doing the right thing
1: I think Shane speaks directly to kind of his heart and convicts him I mean she more or less quotes scripture you know the one thing that she's learned from him is that all things end up working together for good and I think kind of in that moment not actually you know in addition to sort of seeing the fact that um Joey has forgiven Caitlin that I think that she, it's kind of in that moment that she's really spoken to him in a way that's speaking kind of directly to his heart and in that moment he makes a decision that he can have that he can have the you know the opportunity to 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 do the to take the letter and and to to deal with it kind of on his own
0: yeah good point so Caitlin returns and Norman and Rita not so discreetly share they have they have the letter you forgot it, for you Caitlin. forgot it.
1: Caitlin's letter yeah
0: <laughs> Caitlin's letter yeah it's almost like he
1: says Caitlin's letter a little bit louder than the whole rest of the end. Like,
0: oh yeah oh. <laughs> and I mean I don't blame Caitlin for going irate I mean I would if I found out two years ago my husband was gonna leave me and then I what well and
3: especially because she didn't think that she was doing anything wrong mm -hmm. you know i mean if there was some kind of straying happening then i would still be angry that my husband had never said anything to me but it would at least have been justified right but in her mind there is no justification for this whatsoever and so she said I've been nursing a man for two years who was planning to divorce me? <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I would,
1: I would have been ticked. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, I'm not married, but I think that, like, it also says that, like, their communication in marriage is key, like, even the things that you don't think will come up or, like, are in there are gonna come up eventually, like, it's not something you can just, like, slip under the rug and just avoid, like, eventually it's gonna come up one way or another, whether it's, like. Because, you know, somebody's done something that's very similar to that. And so you're kind of like calling back to that and it's triggering you in that moment or if it's like something else. But I feel like that's, I feel like that must be a testament to that. The married ladies can speak to me on this issue. But I feel like- Well,
3: as as someone who has been married for almost 12 years, yes. uh, Anything that you do not get out will come back to bite you. I can guarantee it. (laughs) Oh, 100%.
0: I've been married for eight years um communication is uh, vital like when my husband and i are off and we're just not in sync it's just it's not good at mm-hmm. all like it's mm-hmm. we're just having a bad day but when we do communicate, and sometimes when we do over communicate, we have to re-explain ourselves. And communication isn't even just like talking; it's listening, and it's learning how the other person communicates. It's their body language. There's just so much that goes into communication than just like talking, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, for Joey and Caitlin, obviously their communication was really suffering there. But to be fair, they they couldn't have kids, and that is a very big thing especially for people who want kids so desperately it's traumatic but um caitlin and joey reconcile at the end as they realize that as joey realizes that caitlin wasn't cheating on him she was just going to the, the club that they had gone to to practice her stand up so that she can make him laugh again and so and she didn't want to tell him because um she didn't want to oh sorry and didn't want to fail at that like she failed at having the baby and that is just so heartbreaking you can see i think it was rita in the background who's just like crying and i'm like and oh. grabs
3: norman's hand yeah. <laughs> oh so here's here's an interesting thing that i noticed did you guys notice that both incidents with the ring involved the hands flying I, I, found, I, I noticed that for the first time when I was watching it for this, for this time around. But when the ring went flying in the DLO, Shane said, where does it all end? And she flings her hand and knocks Oliver's hand and the ring goes flying. And then in the restaurant, uh, in the restaurant, Caitlin says, you saw me in a parking lot with a man well there goes the marriage and she throws it and and she throws the the uh manila envelope down and then she looks down and there's the ring mm-hmm. i just i found that interesting that both times that there were incidents with the ring it's when things were overdone mm-hmm. it's when things were <laughs> well, were were really over over and kind of over emotional i guess
0: yeah huh that's a good point i never noticed that before but yeah <laughs> yeah and i mean metaphorically i guess all, where does it all end well it all ends for caitlin joey right there because then they can start and new as we see later on i guess i don't know i don't know i'm just trying to make it work all <laughs> right so let's go to the hashtag holiver date Yes, I wrote. Oh, do Holli- we have to? Do we have to? It, okay, do you want me to say Holly and Ollie? <laughs> oh. I think oh, she says we, she doesn't do have, have to think go she to the to go over the interaction. I don't
1: think, yeah, I think, yeah. the table. I think it's the interaction she's supposed to. But unfortunately, it's very central to the plot, and it actually changes depending on whether or not you're watching the U.S. version or the one that got watched outside the U.S. so Yes. <laughs> And it's well known on A&D as well that there's Mm -hmm. actually two versions it always gets commented on. It's like, well, if you're watching it in the international version, it actually makes a hundred times more sense why Mm -hmm. they ever, you know, got within two (laughs) feet of each other. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So if you have not seen the international version of this, the Holliver Date, go to Alameda and Downing or go to the YouTube and type in Alameda and Downing and find it. Uh It will blow your mind because... You know, all of us are U.S. citizens, so we've only seen the U.S. version, and we're all kind of left baffled, like, What are you talking about? But this scene, and I don't know why they decided to cut this scene particularly in the U.S. version, but it is so key as to why Holliver <laughs> got married. And, um, but before we go there, let's just talk real quick. I'm going to go over some Hollyisms, and then we'll talk about the the scene um so she calls him ollie and he says don't call me that and i'm like yeah don't call him that please (laughs) oh gosh um and then she asks do you want me back why did you marry me if you want to be a grown-up you got to be your own hero heroes can be cowards (laughs) um and she came back to see what she wanted to which oliver says in which the rest of us are saying what about what i want and all of those questions that she it's all about her it's not about Oliver at all which shows you like what kind of person she is she's n- still not she's immature she's just she's not she's not in it for a marriage I think she's in it for I don't know the novelty the, of it the novelty of being married something fun we did this afternoon because remember <laughs> three hours
1: later like fun this afternoon we just got married <laughs> <laughs>
0: That can I imagine it honestly, right?
1: <laughs> well, and what I what I
3: found interesting was when she says, "Talking, using actual words." We were never very good at that, and I'm thinking, "Yeah," because you're not very good at that. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> you've got Oliver, this master of words over here, who can, in his own way communicate very well. Now it takes a very special person to understand him, but words are not his problem. And, you know, Holly, her words are all over the place. And so, you know, we were never very good at that. And said, no, 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 darling.
0: You are not very good at that. (laughs) So... Well, I think it goes back to a communication thing, because, I mean... No, it's that's not-
3: exactly what it is. I'm just, I'm it, taking it, I'm taking it totally at face value that she, you know, she's trying to put everything on the marriage and she's not putting, she's not taking any responsibility for anything mm-hmm. uh, on herself. And just like, okay, mm-hmm. you need to leave now. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> what struck me most about this was actually kind of what Casey said about how it's all about her, because I couldn't believe when... Um, she said, I came back to find out what I want. And I'm like, you've had two years that you left to figure out what you want. And you, you, A, like, what has this done to Oliver being away two years? B, what is it doing to him for you coming back? And C, you're only doing this so you know what you want. Like, oh, I could not believe that. I just need to know what I want. Mm, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I mean, here too, so we know from the Christmas movie when Oliver's talking to what's his name um jordan jordan thank you so we know from when oliver is talking to jordan in the christmas movie they have been married for now three years she left two years ago three minus two equals one (laughs) they were married for a year before she left and here's the thing And I feel like I can say this because I've been married for a while and Cammy, I mean, feel free to chime in here too. But the first year of marriage is the hardest. I mean, like it's one of the hardest. I'm not gonna say it's the hardest, but you're learning okay, first you're putting two people, two very different people into a whole life. You have to combine everything. You got to get your finances. You got to get your, you know, the faith aspect, like, you know, you could be of the like faith, but maybe one has a different preference on churches and you know, you have these different things. What about kids? What about communication? What about the towel on the floor? What about the quirks that people don't realize when they're dating? Cause you're not living with them and you don't see them 24 seven. Like, there are a lot of communication issues in the first year because it's to be expected. It's two people who are blending lives together. And like, you know, if that's a reason, if, if that's the reason why she left, well, like that that's not good enough. Like you didn't, she didn't work hard enough at it, at the marriage at all, because the first year is going to be hard. And it, like, like I said, and I think, you know, just said it too, she likes the novelty and it's very apparent in the fact that she left after a year
3: she got tired of him she got she got tired of him like okay well i did the marriage thing so now i'm gone
1: yeah, and she want want off to, be married to a government official i'm right. leaving for paris okay bye like she just <laughs> leave and she like leaves him at the national postal museum like she doesn't even just leave him at home she leaves him like on an, like in another state like just on wherever. vacation you know, she doesn't even leave him at home. She leaves him at, like, at the National Postal Museum, which, you know, as we know, meant a lot to him, but, like, it just boggled my mind. Not only did she choose, she left, chose, <laughs> chose to left him on, va- to leave him on vacation. Like, what? She probably chose then because, you know, it's closer to fly out of uh, Washington to Denver to get to Paris. He's not wrong, but, like, wow. <laughs> like, really, how much, how much self, like, how self-absorbed do you have to be to not even consider what you're doing in that moment to just leave? You know what I mean? It's right. It's awful. It's so awful. Jeez. well and
3: here's here's the here's the one thing here's the one thing that bothered me about oliver because she asks why did you marry me and what did he
0: say he did not say well,
1: what what can, you can i go there to watch
0: the international version but go ahead Okay, I, I know I haven't seen the international version. I haven't seen it,
3: but for all of us stateside people, you know, <laughs> but why did you marry me? He does not say because I loved you. He does not say because I fell in love with you. He said you made me uncomfortable with my life. My life needs shaking up. I'm like, yeah.
1: really i agree that's That's
3: why you married her there's your problem
2: yeah
1: (laughs) yeah
0: so let's dive into the international version of that please (laughs) um so what i hear and what i see from the international version basically oliver was attracted because she was hot (laughs) i mean (laughs) lack of better words um but no, she, he says that she, she's, she's beautiful and he was entranced by the way she, what was it? It was like her. The way she
1: viewed the world. Yeah. The, 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 the way, world, yes.
0: in it. Yes. And then that goes into the shaking up and Shandell, you can go ahead and jump in um, because you know, you you've, I think you've dissected this part.
1: Yeah, it's what I thought was really interesting about this. So if you watch the international version, they actually talk a little bit more about the fact that they were kind of in this life or death situation. And so it was kind of like a fate thing. It's like, well, how could we not be meant to be together when we've kind of, you know, encountered each other in such an extraordinary way. And, you know, she talks about how, you know, kind of the whole situation itself was very epic. And like he comes and finds her and digs her out of this, you know, digs you know, her out of the car, out of the snow, and carries her, and she's, like, it was just, it was epic, like, it's just this very huge, very, like, um, dramatic moment, and so, in a sense, that kind of heightened everything, I mean, life or death usually does, and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why they got attracted to each other, is because they were in, they shared this very intense possibly Mm -hmm. slightly traumatic moment and like that just kind of brought them together and so they were like well you know this must be fate and apparently that's what Oliver said and because Holly said you know that's what you said and I believed you so she believed that you know she was kind of fulfilling this kind of fantasy moment of like being saved by this hero and and Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. them having kind of this fairy tale story and that's what brought them together and you know he was, I guess, complicit in that in a way because, you know, he reaffirmed that by choosing to marry her in a sense. And so it just became, but once they exited, once they could see this, you know, the, see the sun again, once they exited that situation, that's kind of, I feel like when the moment kind of had passed and they started to see how kind of like, you know, kind of incompatible they kind of truly were. And I, so I feel like that, that moment if it had remained in the US version would have left would have answered a lot more questions because in a way the way that it was edited made a lot more questions but I also Mm -hmm. feel like because it was cut for time they thought they had kind of covered that piece I think earlier in the film when Rita's explaining to Shane kind of how they met that there's it's implied that obviously they met in this life or death situation so Mm -hmm. like you're able to kind of extrapolate that oh well they must have done it because they were in this situation together that's now connected them in this unique way but it's very different to hear the characters straight Mm -hmm. up admit that than it is to sort of have to put those pieces together on your own so it feels more organic I feel like in that way.
3: Never make a life decision
2: based on a traumatic event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no
1: kidding. All truth be told. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'd be curious to know how, how quickly they got married after like how long were they dating before they got married? Because so we know like they eloped but we don't know how quickly. Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like it would have to be quickly otherwise they would have realized these things a little bit sooner. Well, I feel like they, they didn't because their communication was so poor because, you know, she could decide, you know, anytime that Um, Mm. Oliver kissed her she forgot every promise she ever made to herself so like for a long time she wasn't even forced to confront Mm. those pieces of herself Mm -hmm. and he didn't have to contend with them because he could talk her out of anything so like they never really had that kind of come to Jesus moment where they both had to like confront each other and make a decision and like really deal with each other instead they found Mm -hmm. ways to kind of dance around each other in a
0: sense yeah
1: they wanted to to get better at it but like (laughs) they didn't have a chance so lucky for us did you ladies notice the complete,
3: the complete difference in Oliver's demeanor from the beginning to the end? At the beginning, he's nostalgic. He's very awkward. You can tell he's very uncomfortable, but he's doing this out of nostalgia. And then the conversation starts to go And I I love it when he says, I don't see how leaving your husband can be considered heroic. You know, that, that's kind of what I feel is the turning point in the, in the conversation. Because then he starts demanding answers.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And unforgiveness is taking him over. And he's finally deciding that like, this is the, he's mad. He's now gotten in this situation where like the unforgiveness is actually like a boiling pot you don't realize how much of it that he's been harboring. And I don't think he did either until she got right back in front of him. Mm-hmm. And the way that she's, he's encountering, they're interacting with each other and encountering each other is making him angrier. And I feel like that's kind of what you see because even he dismisses her when she decides to go write her poem. He's like, yeah, you do that. Like behind that's, her back. And you're like, Ooh, that's a little much. Like, you know, that he's doing something a little extra. Like right. right that, and that was,
3: that was one of my biggest points is he starts out, he starts out very nostalgic, but incredibly awkward. He moves to the turning point where he starts demanding answers. And by the end, he is completely annoyed with her. He right. it, he just, mm-hmm. Holly, it's been a long day. I'm tired. Let's go to bed. And this is a good to change. Yeah. You, I, you, I'm going to go upstairs. Yeah, bye-bye. You know, <laughs> it's just, he is completely annoyed. And emotionally, he's completely done. Yeah. You can tell that he is... They still have that dinner at the mailbox grill later on, but you can tell that he is completely done.
1: And he used okay. one of those languages to tell me why you're here. I was like, "Oh, He's like- he's calling <laughs> he, those is he is mad! He's salty! Like, he had all those zingers and stuff, that you felt like he'd started to dispense on Shane, but then they, like, go rapid fire on Holly, and I was like, ooh, that's- that's extra. That's a little much.
0: And I think too, the one thing interesting here also is the fact that Holly refuses to say the word divorce. Like she doesn't want to be the one that looks bad. So she's going to let Oliver say it so that in her mind,
1: he whispers it. Yeah. Like he doesn't even want anybody at an adjoining or like adjacent table to hear him. Like he's just so little about it. Like it's a scary word I feel like to him Mm -hmm. because obviously once that tie breaks, he's got more free space. And what does he do with the free space? So like, he's even having to come up against these other like kind of psychological barriers that he's that have been allowing him to sort of stay yeah kind of the bound up in the way that he is right now
0: yeah for sure and the other thing too back to the international version real quick when he tells her she's a beautiful woman and they panda holly and she's like playing with her hair and she's like
1: hair flip oh. i gift that too because it's fantastic
0: <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> like
1: this is brilliant and i love it so much. <laughs> this little piece of hair that she's like kind of flips back behind
0: her hair so love that it. that one just so vain, yeah, so vain, so vain, yeah. We've we we've we've beat Holly up now.
1: <laughs> I still love beginning. her. I just I don't love her around. I need her to leave.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, it, it's all good. Great discussion on the Holliver relationship here. Um, Just because there's just so much to dissect and it answers so many questions about Oliver and who he is as a character and what his past life was and how he deals with this kind of stress and everything. So um, let's jump to the next day, which I believe is Friday. So this day, it starts so it's interesting because we don't really see um, the postables together. So the four of them, really, we just see them. We see Shane and Oliver in the rafters at work and then it jumps back into the nightclub. But um, I loved this scene between Oliver and Shane. Oh my gosh, I am so crazy about
3: this scene. I am so crazy about this scene and it is such, I mean, it's obvious timing, it really is. And you obviously know that they are pitting, they're, they're not pitting, but they're putting Shane's wit and intellect and maturity up against the previous night of everything that Holly does not have, but just seeing both of those things, one right after the other, it it really brings it even more into the light and you just go, whoa! <laughs> Dump her, marry her, you yeah. know? <laughs>
0: And Oliver is very emotional. I think this is, up to this point, this is the most vulnerable. This is the most emotional that we've seen him. Eric Mabius is brilliant in playing this scene. Because uh, Oliver isn't crying. Like, he's not sobbing. He's not even, like, you know, tempted to cry. But all his feelings are at the surface. Like, you can see his eyes are, like, watered over. And he's just had a night of just... He probably didn't sleep all night. Oliver was probably up and you know they do mention that and when you know Shane's like oh in my way and um neither one of them neither one of them could sleep. Yeah I mean probably for the same reason (laughs) because of Holly um but the one thing that just really gets me is when Shane is encouraging him and says like you always do the right thing and Oliver's basically says he regrets everything that he didn't do. Oh man, and this is also kind of a twist too, because usually it's Oliver that has all the right words for all of the letter deliveries, for you know all those broken hearts that they've mended, and all of the families they've reunited, and all of the, you know, the soldiers that they've encouraged and everything. It's always Oliver that has had the right words to say at the right moments to fix whatever that letter story was. Um, now
3: who's given the wise words right and (laughs) even
0: with norman and rita i mean he's always given the right words to norman like he gave him the right pep talk um but this time yeah it's shane who gives him all the right words and um she says to him she she realizes and this kind of shows how close they are that oliver hasn't forgiven holly and that's really the biggest obstacle right now and that's why Oliver's feelings are like right at the surface is because he hasn't forgiven her um what do you guys think about this scene well, i like that she picks it up
1: it. off the fact that he says that like she's telling the story about the snowman that she mm-hmm. passes every day that's been made made that way you know somebody who just made him that way and left him and you know and she's like you know he can only wait until he can thaw and then he, then Oliver says, but then he melts, and then she's like, you haven't forgiven her. So they weren't even really talking necessarily about Holly, but, mm-hmm. like, the, like, the depth and sort of, um, I don't know, the way that they have, it, like, this vocabulary that they seem to be able to sort of share with each other, that they're so in sync, like, just, I love that, that she picks up on something that is, like, unrelated immediately, and it's just like, mm-hmm. wait, you haven't forgiven her, because there's, a, like, an air of bitterness in the fact that he melts. Even, it's just very interesting. I just love that little bit right there. Just that communication bit. Just, that, that there does it for me, even. Yeah,
2: what I find most beautiful about this scene is that we really see the depth of Shane's character, because when she tells him forgiveness is doing the right thing, she knows that that's a risk for her to say that, because... There's always a chance that if if Oliver forgives Holly, he could end up getting back together with Holly. It'd have been so easy for her to be like, She's horrible. Look at like Oliver, look what she's done to you. Like what like to convince him to to just cast her off. But instead she shows true love and true friendship by saying, you know, doing the right thing for you, especially just knowing Oliver's heart and his state. you need to forgive her, even though that could be detrimental to, to their own relationship. And I think that's really
0: beautiful. Yeah.
3: I also find it really, really telling how that tiny little line meant so much to him when she does the spring thing and she actually realizes that she said it. I mean, you see this huge weight come off of Oliver's face and he smiles for the first time since he came in that morning Mm -hmm. and just how that teeny tiny little phrase meant so much to him because of the realization that she is his intellectual equal. Mm-hmm. She she is on the same level of maturity. Even though they are very different people, they are the same where it matters and they are the same where it counts.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's a turning point for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh man. Hey, you guys, I know you are all chomping at the bit to get back to our discussion about From Paris with Love. But first, I just wanted to share a quick word from today's sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. Care of is focused on the quality, science, and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations. Plus, they use wholesome ingredients that you recognize, like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan salt. Careof's easy online quiz helps you find the vitamins and powders that will support your specific health goals, like improving your fitness routine or managing stress. The quiz took me just a few minutes, and Careof gave me some great recommendations, including the Extra Batteries Quick Sticks, because as a mom of two little ones, I'm always in need of a quick energy boost in the afternoons. Care of can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals attainable, and it's hassle-free as your vitamins and supplements are delivered to you. So what are you waiting for? I'm excited to share that for 25% off each of your first three months of Care of, go to takecareof.com/hallmarkies25 and enter the code Hallmarkies25. Again, for 25% off each of your first three months of Care-of, go to takecareof.com slash Hallmarkies25 and enter code Hallmarkies25. Now back to our show. All right. So let's dive back into the comedy club and Joey and Caitlin and wrapping up their story. And so um, the one thing that I love about this whole moment is... Norman's stepping it up, and he be he's the MC. He's warming up the crowd, sounding up these random facts. And I just love how Rita is like whoa. awestruck. <laughs> She's completely
3: awestruck that he would go up and do that, something that he never even dreamed he could.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Be bold.
0: Being bold.:
3: That's not till later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh Some that looked- people talk about the weather. Some people make so it. make it. I love that <laughs>
0: line. So yeah, that's like my favorite. So Joey surprises Caitlin with a, with a reproposal. I guess it's more like a renewal of like his love for her and Caitlin obviously accepts. So Caitlin says, you know, a funny thing happened on our way to divorce. We fell back into love
1: love it so much anyways it doesn't matter oh my gosh I I'm crying this now because that oh my gosh that scene
2: is just so so beautiful it just oh it made me
3: it made me cry it it still makes me cry and I just and you know doesn't hurt Mr. Blue Eyes is looking at her with those with those long gazes you know? <laughs> but it's just so so sweet and here we've seen the backstory we've seen the flashbacks we Mm -hmm. know what these two have been through and we know and we know what it means for him we know what it means for him to say will you marry me one more time and will and if you put this ring back on my finger i promise you i will never take it off again Ah, oh, just get the mop
0: <laughs> <laughs> so as caitlin says that line the camera starts panning to shane oh
3: you know she for them it's a, a real
0: particular way let's for see them it's
3: the perfect line but for yeah. shane it's
0: <gasps> no tragedy. yeah and that's the beautiful part about the parallels between both letter stories is like you both have two roads kind of going they're parallel and then they go you know yeah. they separate um so let's go into the Oliver date number two
1: Ugh.
0: oliver has booked the mailbox girl like it is closed for like just the two of them and it's decked out in the twinkle lights and i have in my notes what the heck man <laughs> That's so funny. Seriously, You must have dropped some serious cash on that. Like, let's be
1: honest. Like, can you imagine the business they should have been doing that night? <laughs> right? Like, right? you must have dropped some serious cash on that. <laughs> and then all the decor. Is... I know, right? And you wonder if he put all that up. Like, did you make them do it, or like, because I mean, he was lighting the candles and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I need to know who did this. <laughs> is it you? <laughs> was it you?
0: <laughs> so they chat about poetry, and Holly shares the poem that she's written. She admits that she's not a good poet, but it takes her from her head to her heart. And so why
1: is she being published? (laughs) Um, And then... Independent publisher. Okay, independent. There you go. Probably that guy that read it. He probably has his own publishing company. Thinks Mm. she's hot and is gonna, like, produce the book
0: there you uh, go yep um and then kudos to you shandell for pointing this out in and A- D. but holly uses oliver's words so they both understand what he's what she's saying um when she apologizes and she says the longer she waits or she the, she said that the longer she waited the longer the road home seemed
1: yeah i really yeah. love that because i feel like not only is she apologized, is yeah, she apologizing, which obviously Oliver needed, but, like, I feel like that unlocked his ability to actually hear, really hear her, and hear the things that she was saying, and I feel like even in that moment, like, she was figuring out how to communicate with him, so even, even as their marriage is ending, they ended on, like, a good note on, like, more ways than one, so, like, they actually were able to kind of unlock that communication piece, even though, like, you know kind of the season had passed and it's clear it's over but like there was still like somewhat they finally reached some level of understanding with each other Mm -hmm. and it was kind of in that really critical moment and I feel like that was a really important thing um for both of them
0: right yeah for sure and then Oliver so this is going to be a topic of contention I'm sure and there are lots of feelings and I I've, I've read I've read the blog um so I have an idea of what Shandell thinks and I, we've talked about this on the podcast with Cami and Jess My fists are already starting to
3: clench So
0: <laughs> Oliver dances the dance with Holly how do we feel about these two dancing the dance the one that Shane learned specifically as a favor to Oliver the one that Got all hot and steamy up in the DLO and the masterpiece. At least it did for me and my heart. Um, But what do we all think about these two dancing the dance? The one that he got so
1: mad at her for showing Jordan. I think it was necessary in order for, I think dancing period was necessary in order for Oliver to completely kind of close or begin to close that loop on all the things that he didn't get a chance to do well while Holly was still like 100% his wife. I feel like it was necessary for him to be able to show, yeah, you know, I did take these classes. Like I am trying now to like do this thing that I know I never did before. Um, and then obviously when he kisses her, that's like kind of the ultimate thing because that's kind of the, you know, does it still have the same impact that it did or doesn't it kind of a thing, but also it just kind of allowed them to sort of end well. I do understand that there are a couple steps of that dance that are like, Oh, oh but she did that with Shane and that's what Shane saw but like I also feel like the dip is very unique to Shane and Oliver and so in that sense it's mm-hmm. completely preserved for them and then I also want to know that it took place in the mailbox grill not the DLO I'd be 10 times angrier if it took place in the DLO because I feel like that is like restricted home it's it, like it's it's his it's kind of an inner inner box sanctuary Thanks, it's a sanctuary it's a place in his heart yeah it's a sanctuary it's a place in his heart it's a very like precious thing for him so the fact that he was out here at the mailbox grill which is kind Kind of neutral pl- neutral place neutral space like that that for me made it okay i was able to kind of be like okay well there's still particular elements of the dance that were not replicated and like it's a space that i do not consider sort of a sanctuary or like a sacred space or like a home space or anything that really has a true like meaning for him
0: hmm
3: I agree that the dancing itself was
1: necessary, but it's the dance. <laughs> Again, no dip, though. No dip. And that, to no me, that, to me, is, like, 100% Shane and Oliver, and if he had stepped into that territory, there would have been some words exchanged, and I would have had a really <laughs> nasty post about that Thanks, you know, <laughs> things. Because, let's remember, I had, like, you know, why we should actually be thanking Holly, so I was really not ready to let Oliver off the hook for anything post this film, like, first things first, so, like, you know. You know that would have just been another piece that I would have put in there, but I feel like there were some pieces that were preserved, so
2: mm.
1: I don't think I would have been so I don't think I would have been
3: as upset if he hadn't made such a big deal about it to Jordan. You know, he gets all up in Shane's face, you taught him the dance. I wasn't selling state secrets, my that was our dance dances it with
1: Holly, I'm like, you hypocrite, you know, <laughs> so, well, I guess he is a hypocrite more than once now, isn't he, you know, <laughs> he I be real about it, she called him twice, like, really hardcore, so, she was taking care of two things at once, <laughs> so there like, you go. right now, but also, if I want to, like, lump that in, I totally could,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: twice now, been unaddressed, so, oh, man,
0: and while we're all saying, you know, cause Shane is walking by, she sees them dancing and she's like, don't kiss her. Don't kiss her. And we're all saying, don't kiss her. <laughs> uh, I remember even,
3: even when I watched this for the first time, I didn't even fully understand the history. I, you know, this was the first time I had ever seen mm-hmm. anything um anything related to uh to sign seal delivered and even i'm saying don't kiss her don't kiss yeah. her you know it's just, yeah it just shows just how invested you get so yeah. quickly
0: yeah definitely and i think too like as much as we didn't want her want them to kiss the holiver kiss um it, it's essential it's essential to that story because we had oliver is a gentleman he references this. I am a gentleman. He doesn't take off his ring. He is dedicated to his marriage till the very end until, you know, it it is absolutely 100% sure it is over. And he has to kiss her. It's almost like, you know, I'm going to give you one last chance, you know, um, you know, to see if she would actually stay or if she's just being crazy or whatever, she's going to leave. Um, But it's definitely very essential because, I mean, she, and we know that Holly has mentioned earlier on that he could change her mind with a kiss. And she doesn't stay. Yep. And she does. And that, that kiss did not change one thing about, you know, her staying. I feel
1: like that's the key fact that actually ends up having, having to come out later is that like, that's how not only can... You know, Oliver, be sure, but like then Shane can be sure. Like that's Mm -hmm. for me. I feel like that's the turning point in that conversation when she like one hundred percent realizes there's just I don't know there's just a certain weight to it (laughs) to that truth. Yeah, it's carried for both of them, and so when it's kind of confirmed on both ends, then they can kind of like they can kind of go back to their rhythm a little bit. So right, it needed to kind of happen. Needed to be known, and they needed to emphasize it as much as humanly possible in order for that impact to still to still be there at the end.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Shane is crushed. Hope has been lost for Shane. She doesn't know what this kiss means. All she knows is that Oliver can change Holly's mind with a kiss and she witnesses them kissing and she is just heartbroken. Heartbroken enough that she quits the post office for good. Again. (laughs) Again. But no, for real this time, she quits for good in her mind. You know, she's not going back. She is heartbroken. She can't handle it. She can't be there. To see Oliver and Holly, you know, being a couple. um, Because that's what she thinks at this time. And she goes to Oliver's desk, takes his favorite letter opener. um, And as she is, like, you know, leaving her letter, Norman and Rita walk in. Which, at this point, it's got to be really late. Because comedy clubs start late and end late. And we know later on it's two, you know, Oliver's setting up something at 2 a.m., But Norman and Rita find Shane and they are crushed to find out that Shane is quitting. She's leaving them. I mean, cue the tears. Cue the sobbing. I mean, it's just so heartbreaking for the three of them because Shane has been essentially a big sister to them. She's become like one of their best friends. And um, a few lines here that I have written down is when Shane says, don't let nothing happen to you, or nothing finally happened. Don't let nothing happen to the two of you. And then I also have written down that Norman says, what about the postables? And you're like, Norman, don't say that. (laughs) Making my heart like break. And Shane says, oh, Norman, we'll always have the postables. And you're just like, I'm
3: wondering I'm wondering if she was kind of partially quoting Casablanca because the quote is, "We'll always have Paris. could have been and and so there's you know there's that tie in there. is she is she is she trying to make a connection? We'll always have the postables? the way they will always have Paris in Casablanca, which is just a memory.
1: Huh. I, 100%. Because, I mean, I just know Martha, and I know, that like, her wealth of, of film knowledge and, like, origins and stuff. 100%. Because, I mean, I just, I just know that she's got to be pulling. And then the classic film theme that just, for me, yeah. just, permeates this film, it just seems like there's no other question. I feel like there are probably very few people who caught it or read it that way, but I feel like that's probably, like, in her mind, that's probably how she was thinking as she was writing it. Yeah. Oddly enough, my husband caught that. Nice. Sorry, I know. Nice. <laughs> if it's even for that one person in the back, you know what I mean? If it's for the one person in the back who knows the reference, it's for them, like, and it was 100% worth it, usually, for a yeah. writer. He, yeah, but he said, what's that from? What 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 is
3: what is she what is she quoting? I said, uh I Casablanca will always have Paris. You know, so he had nice. to ask me, but he caught it. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. So Shane leaves, Norman and Rita read the letter, and Norman doesn't get it at all. And Rita gets it. And this is the next time we hear a curse word who we should probably stick some money in that bucket. <laughs> because she says, Holly. Holly. <laughs> Like, okay, so can biting. we talk
3: about the background music right here? Just the sadness of the violins. You, It just makes you want to just sob. It put, it lends itself to the scene and you just mm-hmm. de- You just dip further into this sadness that the two of them are obviously
1: feeling. Right. James Jandrush is a master score. Oh composer Mm -hmm. I mean he composed music in French that he did not know for this movie only like I mean if people go to those links what won't he do he's very excellent at just create at creating these moments and I feel like he does even better job when Martha's involved he just Mm -hmm. really sinks into her Mm -hmm. projects and the score becomes reflective of that
0: definitely Rita explains to Norman the consequences of the assumptions of an unrequited love essentially is what that all boils down to and Rita you know she's nervous that she doesn't make sense and she's just babbling on but Norman's the sweetest well one of the sweetest things to her and he says you always make sense to me Rita that needs to be a new t-shirt Casey okay that needs to be a new t-shirt you always make sense to me and then you can add Rita or not, but <laughs> I mean, I have here cue the Oz because and then
3: and that's where and that's where the music starts to pick up a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to the background music, that's where the piano starts to come in a little,
2: and it just oh, it was it was brilliant.
0: What's interesting is Shane's leaving, and like between Shane's leaving and Nor- and Ramon's like you know, interference, those two elements are what really propelled Norman and Rita into a relationship, essentially, because the next thing Norman says is, are you in love with Ramon? And And that pause,
3: that pause before he said it, he's like, do I say this? Do I not? Mm -hmm. Oh, she's looking at me.
0: I'm going to say it, you know? (laughs) Right. And especially after the whole speech of like, don't let nothing happen to you. And you know, what Rita had just said about, you know, when people, about people caring and not knowing that the other person cares, it's like that assumption of an unrequited love there. I mean, that's the pep talk that Norman needed to have to just outright and say, are you in love with Ramon? Because I need to know if uh, if you're really out of my league or not, because that was his biggest fear is that Rita is out of his league. Um even though they speak the same language and they've both been in love with each other for four years. Um, and Rita says, what? No. And here she, you can see that she's like, what do I say? What do I do? What do we do? Like, it's really quick. And then she's like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to say it. I'm going to do it because of what has just happened here. I'm not going to let nothing happen to the two of us. And she says, I'm in love with you, Norman, Xavier, Dorman. And she barely gets his name out and Norman goes for it and I'm like
3: Yes You <laughs>
0: know Wow and- It only took them a pilot movie, ten
3: episodes, and the Christmas movie, and then this whole thing to get there. <laughs>
1: you kind of realize that's the only kiss you're gonna get this movie, too, in a way, <laughs> because yeah. they, I mean, they had to do something, because you're not gonna get one from Shane and Oliver, but I also yeah. feel like, oddly enough, this actually puts them in a really bad pattern, because they, the way that they end up, like, the bigger steps in their relationship get taken as a result of a failure in Shane and Oliver's relationship, so here, like, it's they a perceived failure about this whole thing with, with, um, with uh Holly and Oliver but then when you go if you even move forward even to higher ground they're making he Mm -hmm. makes a decision to propose to her as a response to what's the perceived failure between what's happening like that Shane's not coming back Mm -hmm. and so I feel like that doesn't even get corrected until we get into like movie eight so what I really liked about this is that even though they were together they still had kinks in their relationship that they were working out and kind Mm -hmm. of growth that they were having as individuals because I feel like when they like move in you know into the direction of home again like when she reproposes in front of her father like that's the moment that he becomes a man to me like this is just kind of like a little boy little girl kind of we're figuring it out it's super cute and then like when mom and dad don't make it together we're going to make sure that we like you know that we get together and we stay together but then there's that weird space where they're not fully grown in a way so i feel like this as awesome as this moment was it was kind of like ooh, but also like, i just <laughs> noticed a weird little pattern that kind of uh i don't know progressed from this moment even us and you even see it in truth be told they don't even know what to do with each other you know right and, like, we made this big moment you know we had this big moment in this they made a decision in a moment of like i don't know not trauma but like in a very like intense moment they mm-hmm. made a decision that very Very emotional emotional moment yeah very emotional (laughs) moment they made this decision which while good for in some ways might have been not so awesome in others because they gotta work out
0: yeah and i mean too rita and norman are the they're the sweet the innocent yeah the cutesy couple and absolutely I I love that we have the two dynamics of the relationships between Rita and Norman, which is the innocent young love, because like you said, they don't know what to do with each other. It's like two high school students giggling, like across the room, like we're going now, I'm going to hold your books. Okay. What do we I know, do? Right? I don't know. Mom <laughs> has to take me to the, the movies. Can you come? You know, it's kind of yeah. like that relationship, whereas Shane and Oliver are just two opposite dynamics. And um trying to bring those two together so all right so shane goes to her house and she sees a stranger on her porch at least she thinks it's a stranger so the first thing she whips out is the a letter a opener. letter opener <laughs> she's got a
1: weapon to defend herself
0: <laughs> and we see here that it's oliver and he is fixing up a porch swing as an early birthday gift to shane um and what i love about this scene well first before i get to this he, t- he takes the letter opener is, if you put is, your weapon down i'll let you have a swing on it <laughs>
3: like how he
1: uses the word "dispatched." I'm about to be dispatched my favorite letter opener i've not heard him use that word since the pilot and i'm like this is <laughs> so great like yeah. i feel like there's a total like you know uh you know this thing there's Parallel. a bookend there's a bookend here
0: so real quick question is oliver slash eric is he left-handed do we have we noticed that before and i asked because no i asked because he takes it with his left hand and he's waving it around he's like he's waving out his left hand around well, as, he,
1: what does he write the letter with if we think back to uh treasure box is, is, he, is he he is left yes hand? he was
3: writing it with his left hand yes
0: okay there you go i didn't have a i remember to- i
3: remember him writing it and i went oh my gosh he's a
1: lefty <laughs> well, there you go now you know
0: <laughs> well i mentioned that and i asked just because he's he's waving it like there's no hiding of his hand it's not like this gigantic reveal i mean yeah. as a viewer yeah. for shane i mean she's so upset and hurt that she's not paying attention to rings or anything she saw a kiss and that was enough for her but as a viewer oh you're, you're
1: thinking oh that she saw okay
0: yeah, no, as a viewer, you're like, oh, he doesn't have a ring on, and Shane doesn't see that yet. Um, but what I love about this scene is all the code talk. And Oh again, my gosh, so funny. If if you go to Shandel's blog, it's Porch Conversations Decoded, go to that, um, and- you basically like write out the what they're actually Caption. saying. Caption yeah, it. I it.
1: Um,
0: but I love the code talk. Um, what about you guys?
3: When I was in college, I had a professor that was very, very big on what is not being said.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And he would make us do, he would make us do exercises. He would take pages of script that we were doing for a play and he would say okay now write down what's not being said and anytime we were in a musical with him we had to write down what was not being said in the music and it's just whoa so I got very very familiar with this kind of thing so when they when they started when they started doing this whole play with words I almost got giddy because because this is what I spent my college theater career doing is decoding this kind of thing. So it was, and it just, it is so, so funny to me that they are dancing around this subject and they won't actually say it and yet they are saying exactly what they need to because the other one knows exactly what the other's talking about. And mm-hmm. are you about to say...
0: Uh, you always make sense to me because I'm starting to ramble like Rita <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly <laughs> well, I mean, about that scene too they're, they're, they are in a way speaking code, but they don't exactly understand each other's code until Oliver until Shane says, "I wish you nothing but happiness, both of you and that's when the light goes off in Oliver's head, and he's like, "Dude, you think I'm still married." <laughs> Well, he is still married. I mean, but
3: but
0: he's a free man now because there is no ring on that finger. Um, They're
1: operating on asymmetric information. There's mm -hmm. like one knows what the outcome is. One assumes they know what the outcome is. And because she's so hurt, she's not willing to hear anything else that he's saying. Because honestly, she's saying they've, they're the vocabulary they've adopted. He's saying everything she Mm -hmm. needs to know, but she's so hurt. She can't read it. She can't hear it. She can't see it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's what, you know, the equalizer becomes, you know, when you're, she, when he kind of, you know, when she says that, that's kind of the first time she lets it slip. Like Mm -hmm. kind of what the real issue is because- You know, she, first, she's like, I don't want to talk about poetry. That's Holly, you know, if you think Mm -hmm. about it. And then when he finally says it in a way that he understands, then that's when the tide starts to shift.
0: Right. Right. Cause like she's, cause when they're talking about her quit or when she says I've quit, no, seriously, I'm really going. He's basically like, wait, you always do this. Like (laughs) you've done this before. I wrote wrote down, I wrote
3: down what he said you have a habit of self-terminating whenever confronted with a situation you cannot control right
0: (laughs) right but in that moment oliver doesn't realize what the situation is he just knows that she's running
1: yeah exactly and he's trying to catch up but he can't figure out like what that is he knows what he wants to say and he's saying it they've adopted this like work vocabulary to sort of um work through it but he Mm -hmm. still doesn't figure it out until she says that moment and she doesn't We've, figure it out until he, till he says, you know, I kissed her, we wished each other well, which said, I forgave her, I ended it well, and now I'm, like, I, now I'm single, essentially. You know, now mm-hmm. I'm, we're not pursuing this marriage anymore, any longer. We've right. been together working together. Yeah. <laughs> every year. Yeah, she's, she's trying, she's skirting it, like, she's almost gonna address it, and oh. he knows that, and he's coming at her with the exact things that she needs to know about, like, what his intentions are towards her, in a way, and, like, mm-hmm. not today, but not, you know, I'm not saying not six months from now, I'm not saying a year from now, but, like, just not today, but we can get there, and this is how I think we're gonna get there. He's, like, laying a roadmap, but she's just not hearing him.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right. It's an amazing scene. It's one of my it's yeah. one of my favorites of the Shalliver relationship <laughs> for sure. Um, and so when Shane realizes she takes his hand and she sees that there is no ring on that finger and she says, How do you feel? And again, this just shows Shane is connected. She is All in for Oliver. She cares more about Oliver than she does for herself in this moment. Unlike Holly, who is all about herself and doesn't really care about what Oliver has. Like Oliver's a second thought to her.
3: The key word here is
0: care.
3: She (laughs) cares. Yeah. You know, that that is something that is something that I don't think Holly ever developed. Mm -hmm. I don't think that she ever developed caring. And and Shane cares. And it's, I think it's so great that it's her first, it's her first question. It's her first thought. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably not the first thought in her head. She's probably going (laughs) clearly not.
1: Yeah, clearly not. Oh my god, it's gone. Oh my god, it's gone. Like that's that's what she's thinking. She's like, well, 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 how you feel? Because it's great that it's gone, but like, what what does it mean to be gone? How do you feel now that it's gone? Because I mean, she's only half the equation.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: right? Right. She's (laughs) dealing. She's dealing with all these emotions but
3: still she asks him, how do you feel first? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And two for, for Shane, she knows how she feels about Oliver and she, (laughs) I'm sure she has an inkling, like she knows there's a chemistry between her and Oliver. And I think there's a little bit of a fear there. If she's like, well, are you in love with me? You know, like, of course she's not going to say that, (laughs) but she's got to kind of dance around. Yeah. She, he's got to, She's got to kind of dance around that topic to, to confirm that what she's feeling, he's feeling, he's reciprocating. Like he's feeling that same feeling towards her. Otherwise then that's just a whole like, Oh, that'd be terrible. You know, if she thought, Oh yeah, he's in love with me too. Yay. And then it didn't work out. So, you know, in kudos for her to ask him about how he feels in order to confirm where they're going to be going from here. And, um, Oliver answers that basically, you know, he's thought about this moment, the last two years, what would he do feel say, um, if he came to the realization that his marriage with Holly was officially over, like, what would he do? And Shane says, well, what did you do? And he <laughs> says, I went out and bought a porch swing and all of us going, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> first thing, the
3: f- First thing he does when his marriage is over is he goes out and buys a very meaningful early birthday present for another woman. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. talk. His yeah. <laughs> first thought is shame. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh. What can he do when he could see the sun? Well, he decided he'd come home. It's springtime <laughs> out here, so he got
3: her. He's gonna get time. something to-
1: He's going to get something to enjoy that sun. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you that porch. That's what I'm saying. For sure. It's something that, it's like, I, what I love about it is that, like, he built something that, like, he could, he could enjoy. Like, <laughs> like, he got something that was not just, like, you know, that it's not just for her. He could, I guess, got, like, a single person horse swing, But, like, you know, he got something that he could share with her, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. unequal seating, tenuous seating, mind you. But seating that, you know, has, has the past potential.
2: Yeah.
3: and it also shows that he listens
2: mm-hmm.
3: he listens because yep. that's something that she shared with him mm-hmm. and he didn't say what do you want for your birthday he went right.
1: out and bought a porch swing yeah. <laughs> right <laughs>
0: I just want to know. Knowing when- that
1: she didn't have one, because how did he know that she didn't even have one? Like, she could have had one the whole time. But I, that, that's what I love about it. It's like, it's so pre- it's presumptuous to, to a degree, but also it's just like really sweet. And you're know, like, and he even like set it up. It's not even like he just bought it and like brought it there, you know? No, he actually was up explaining to the cops why he's up like out here late at night on like a random porch putting this thing together. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, yes, officer, I, I bought a porch swing for my, uh, friend, oh, <laughs>
1: girlfriend, <laughs> Friend, my my co-worker,
0: em- but I'm not
2: dating her, I just really wanted to get this porch swing and put it at two in the morning. My
0: employee, yeah. Very <laughs>
1: it's very important. <laughs> oh dear. It's critical work we're doing
0: here. 100%. And so we go back to the winter theme where Oliver says it was a long winter, but spring is almost here. Shane says, it's coming. Mm -hmm. Oliver says, it's coming. And, okay. He was totally...
3: He was totally about to kiss her he stopped himself but he was totally gonna kiss her (laughs) Uh,
0: when i saw this i was like oh my goodness it's the lip stare it's the wing calls the heart elizabeth and jack lip stare thing going on and oliver is all about that like he is he oh he's no he doesn't go for it okay but the lip stare that that tension that romantic tension between the two of them is just that's just the beginning and what's interesting about that too is because oliver has been such a gentleman because he was committed to his marriage he never really entertained that right you know it was never a obvious thing like we all knew that like with the dance like there was that awkward pause but he didn't he didn't lip stare her he he couldn't look her in the eye because he realized what was coming you know to the the surface of his feelings but in this moment now that holly has returned to paris we got some thoughts about kissing. (laughs) It was
1: a unique little moment of clarity. And what I love about these things is that every time another layer gets peeled back on Oliver, there are these like unique moments of clarity that he suddenly has. And like, you see like a glimpse of that next step of like what could be coming next. And I I just love that that's, like, just these little moments, just that they're so talented that they can even embed them, like, within their performance, even if they're not written on the script as, like, this should be something that happens next. Like, it's just this little moment of, like, vulnerability or confidence and clarity, which I feel like is what you kind of see at that like lip stare a little bit, I guess. <laughs> I, never really, I never classified it as a lip stare, but like there was definitely some intense eye contact. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of wondering like, where was his mind at? But like, cause you know, that's, that's it. And I love that they like have these little moments that they can embed in the script and that these actors are so talented enough that they can just pull them off so subtly that like it just takes a second of, of screen time. Mm-hmm. There's one, there's this one look that he gives her. It's even before they sit
3: down and it's just, he, he looks at her almost longingly
0: mm-hmm.
3: tilts his head and then the porch swing. Yeah.
0: Well, that, that's a wrap for, from Paris with love part two. <laughs> so I have some trivia cause we always end our little wow. sessions here with trivia.
3: I warned her.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did too. All right. Number one. And I, if any postables, if you guys get these trivia questions without actually like looking it up as we're That's we're hilarious. talking about it, good on you. Let me know if you got these because I try to pick really hard ones. All right, number you didn't one. We get the easy
1: ones. <laughs> it's like we should get the curveballs. We've been here hours. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> so All right,
0: number one. What is the name of the nightclub that um, Joey and Caitlin would go to? Crackout Club. Bingo. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I had what, to, I knew it. <laughs> what languages do does Ramon speak? Oh, Latin, Portuguese, Romanian, and <laughs> French. French, well,
3: it's French, <laughs> yeah, obviously. So. And okay. English, and English. So. okay. But no, I wrote down that entire. I wrote down nice that entire call. thing. Latin, of course.
2: Portuguese, I breathe it. Romanian, my mother tongue. You know. <laughs>
0: All right. What state was Ramon actually pointing to according to normal? Idaho.
1: Idaho. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Shane takes Rita to open the letter. What is her coffee order or what does she say she needs?
1: Americano, oh. two pumps of umbrotto, something, something. Two shots of espresso. Uh, espresso. Two pumps of espresso. <laughs> and something
2: else. Yeah, there's like three things.
0: All right, between the between y'all, you guys kinda got it. An extra large Amar- Americano with double shot of espresso of espresso and a side of steamed um, low fat milk with two pumps of amaretto.
3: That is a complicated or I'm not yeah. a coffee drinker, so I don't I don't know anything about coffee, but that sounds incredibly
1: complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: ba- basically it's a black coffee with extra shots of espresso, like extra caffeine and low fat milk with amaretto, which is like a flavor, I guess. All right. Last question. What is Joey and Caitlin's address?
3: You don't ask the name of their restaurant. You ask the address.
0: Yeah, it was on there. We see it when Joey signing divorce papers.
1: oh man i've seen it and i've looked at it but i don't remember what it is no no clue no No one knows too late at night for me to know (laughs) anyways
0: it's 955 south highland denver colorado South
1: highland okay yep
0: all right y'all it has been so much fun dissecting from paris with love these last two weeks and i really appreciated it thank you so much shandell for taking the time out of your very busy schedule i'm sure to chat all things Sign seal delivered with us. Um, My
1: pleasure. Thanks for having me. This is super fun. Yes, it has been
0: so much fun. And We hope to have you on again, of course. Um, so, where can people where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Alameda and Alameda Downing. You can find me on Facebook at Alameda and Downing, and then also um, Alameda Downing blog. Awesome.
0: And Jess, where can people find you?
1: You can
2: find me at JustBSWBlog on Twitter and Instagram or my website, beneathstillwaters.com.
0: And Kami?
3: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Drama girl on Facebook, the Hooked Hardy Facebook page, and my blog is HookedHardy.com.
0: And you can find me at Hallmark My Words on Twitter. You can find the podcast at DeliverMeAPod on Twitter, DeliverMeAPodcast on Instagram. Also follow the Hallmarkies podcast, Hallmarkies Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then also check out our merch store because we have lots of postable things that you can get and you can get them not just in a shirt. You can get them in a mug, a notebook, a cell phone case, a pillowcase or a pillow. I think it's an actual pillow. Yeah, and there's going know. to
3: be a new pillow that says you always
0: make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list of things that people have sh- have shared. It's just the amount of time that I have to actually make it happen. So hopefully I'll make something happen in the next few weeks here but um it's been a pleasure you guys and i think the next movie we have will be uh truth be told told. which is another very heavy oliver centered story with forgiveness (laughs) once again so we will be so excited to talk about that um and yeah i think that's all i have all right bye we'll see you next week Bye. Bye.